0: If you have your Bibles with you, open them to Psalm 27. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them to the 27th Psalm today. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Dear Father, we come. We're thankful for you today. We're thankful for the promise that we have in you. We're thankful for salvation that comes through the finished work of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, we praise you for that. Lord, we come and we're thankful for your word. And I pray that today, as we hear your word, I pray that you would speak to us, that you would lead us that you would direct us. I pray that we'd be shaped in the hearing of your word. Lord, I pray if if there's any here, any, any that would hear this word today that do not know you, I pray that in the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that today may be the day of their salvation. Lord, we give this to you, we trust it to you, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. These are scary times that we're living in, all the things that that are going on, all the things that we read, all the things that we hear. These are scary times. These are, are frightening times. And I'll just tell you, you'd have to be nuts uh, to think any differently today. I, I watch today and I see all of the projections. I see what's going on in the grocery store. I see how people are reacting. Uh, I see the division. If you, if you notice all the division going on today, all the anger in the air. And I see all of those things And these truly are scary times. Well, let me just tell you, I am excited today. I am actually excited to be able to share with you a biblical perspective on this. And let me just tell you, man, that's what we need today. We need to hear from God. And so we have these scary times, these frightening times. Uh, We need to hear what God would say to us uh, concerning these days. And so so listen, we're going to hear a message today. Uh, concerning how we respond to these days. Our message today is entitled, Of Faith and Fear. Of Faith and Fear. We have just one verse today. It's Psalm 27, verse 13. I'm gonna ask if you would listen. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now listen to that verse again. Psalm 27, verse 13, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now, let me set the context for our verse today. Understand, this is a Psalm of David. It is believed to be written, either when David is going through the episode with with King Saul and he's being Persecuted by King Saul. He's being pursued by King Saul. And so perhaps it's in that episode, or maybe it is the episode with his son Absalom and all the things that, that go on in those, those events. Maybe it is in that episode that these events occur. Either way, understand David is faced with gut wrenching trouble in his life. And that's the, that's the bottom line. Uh, at this point, he is faced with gut wrenching trouble in his life. There is betrayal in his life. There is there is not being sure of, of who to trust. He's not sure who he can turn to. Uh, there is the threat of danger, real danger. There's the threat of death and there is uncertainty. Uh, he's, not, he's not sure what to do. And so understand, these are terrible days. These are gut-wrenching days. These are heartbreaking days for David. And that, that's the context that he writes in. Maybe you have walked through such days, and maybe it was a, a terrible diagnosis. Uh, maybe, maybe it was some unexpected events that have occurred in your life. Maybe, maybe they're going through, you're going through those right now. Maybe it is a death. Uh, but, but these are events that maybe have shaken you to the core. Well, understand, these are those days for David. And in the midst of that, he writes the 27th Psalm. Terrible days, gut-wrenching days, heartbreaking days. And in the midst of that, he writes this verse that we're gonna look at today. Friend, I want you to be ready. God is going to speak today in our verses. You're gonna hear the voice of God in our verses today. So I want you to be ready as we look at this verse, God is going to speak to you in our verse today. Now, I'm going to break down the verse. I'm going to go through this verse, and we're going to break it down word by word, phrase by phrase. And we're going to pull out God's truth from this one verse today, and then we're going to apply them to our context today. So, again, I'm excited. God is going to speak to us through this verse today. Now, let me read the verse again. Psalm 27, verse 13, David is speaking his context. He is in the midst of trouble in his life. And he says, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Again, hear that again. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. First thing we see in this verse is fear. That's the first thing we come to. We read the verse. The first thing we see in this verse is fear. It says, I would have despaired. I would have despaired. Now, it's an interesting thing. This phrase is not in the original manuscripts. It is added very soon afterwards by the translators. And, and I think it fits. I think it is, it is true to Scripture, but really they're adding this here tells us of two realities. The word despaired, it means desperation, it means despondency, and it means dejection, to be dejected. It, the, the literal translation is to have fainted or to have fallen back, to have fallen down, to lose heart or to lose. Courage, And so so David says, I would have been consumed in desperation. He says, I would have responded in despondency. I would have lost heart. I would have fallen down. Now, there's two realities here. The first reality is this, and understand this, be sure of this, this is the natural response. This is the normal response response. Understand? Fear is is natural to us. Uh, no one has to instruct that in us. No one has to put that in us. Fear is the natural response. It naturally comes out of us. I, I watch people today in these days and they are they are scared. Uh, they are fearful. They they are hurting. I watch some folks and, and they are terrified in these days. Well listen to me that is that is our tendency as people. That is how we are wired as people. And so understand that the first reality of this phrase is fear is real. Fear is real. Now that's the first reality of the verse. Fear is real. Now, the second reality is this. Yet he won't be fearful. Now, now stay with me here. See this. Yet the, the, the second reality is. Fear is real, but the second reality is he won't be fearful. Notice it says, I would have. That that means I'm not going to. I would have been despairing, but I'm not going to be. He won't be. Now, this is the great thing that we're going to see today. Now, I'm going to tell you, God is going to speak in these verses. I believe he is speaking in these verses. This is the great thing that we're going to see today, and that is this. Listen very carefully. Fear is real, but we do not have to be fearful. That's a tremendous thing. That's an awesome thing. Fear is real, yes, but we do not have to be fearful. Now, now get ready. that's, That's awesome. That's tremendous. Fear is real, yes. Look around today. You'd be crazy to say it's not. Fear is real, but the awesome reality is we do not have to be fearful. Now, here's our answer. Now, get ready. This is very awesome. Here's our answer. It says, I would have despaired unless I had believed. I would have despaired. I would have been dejected. I would have been despairing. I would have lost heart. I would have fallen down unless I had believed. Here's the key, faith. Faith is the key. It says, unless I had believed. Believe. Now, the key to all of this is faith. Now, now here's why this is so great today. And, I, and I'm, I, again, I'm excited about this. Here's why it is so great today. This is about to be explained to us in this verse. The key is faith. But let me, let me just tell you, faith, if we're not careful, is a generic word. Faith is a, a religious word. And, and many times today, it is an overused word. And if we're not careful, faith becomes a meaningless word. I I listen today, people talk about, well, we need to have faith, or or, what a great faith that is. And, 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 oh, hey, if we only had more faith. And I I see the word, and it's thrown about, and it's very flippant in its use, and and I'm scared if we're not careful. The danger is the word loses its meaning. You see, the key is faith. But it's important that we understand what faith is. I could tell you today, you know what? Instead of fear, you should have faith. And I hear that and I see that. You know what? Instead of fear, you should have faith. Well, my natural instinct is, well, what in the world does that mean? What does that mean to me? Okay, if that's the answer, I I want the answer. and I I for sure will follow the answer. And and if someone says, well, don't have fear, have faith, I would try to do that. But the question is, what in the world does that mean? What does it mean to have faith? What does it mean for the key to be faith? And that's what we're going to see today. Let's look at this. First, see this from our verse. Understand this from our verse. Faith and fear are closely related. In fact, I don't know that they're, they're separable. Faith and fear are closely related. Trust and trembling are in close proximity. And what I mean by that is this. Understand, listen to this very carefully. Faith is not in the removal of a situation. Faith is not in the remedy of a situation. No, faith is in the midst of a situation. I listen today and I hear people say, you know what, if we had enough faith, we'd never have trouble. You know what, it's a faith issue. If you had faith, you'd have the the best job that you ought to have and you'd have great things in your life. and There'd never be problems in your home and in your marriage. And so the answer is faith. Or or some others say, you know what, if you had great faith, you'd walk around and you'd be filled with joy all the time. And you'd have a, a smile on your face and you'd be in some state of bliss. Well, understand here, David is hurting. David is struggling. There's the threat of danger in his life. And in the midst of that, he has faith. And so understand, it's not the removal of a situation. It's not in the remedy of the situation. It is smack in the middle of the situation. He says this, I would have despaired unless I had believed. I want you to see this. We have a great opportunity right now. Now I don't know. We'd say, "Well, this is a great opportunity." Listen to me. We have a great opportunity right now. Believe me, brother and sister, the world is watching, and and our opportunity is to stand in faith. That's an opportunity. That's a tremendous thing. Our opportunity is to respond. In faith. Now listen to me, I I wish it was the way it was three weeks ago. I I do. I'm not I'm not saying I enjoy any of this, but listen, it's not the way it was three weeks ago. And so we can say today, watching world, I would have despaired, but instead I believe. Our opportunity is to show the faith that we possess. Now I've said several times, the greatest thing that could come out of this virus. Is a turning to Jesus Christ. The greatest thing will be a movement in in, in our churches today. Listen, they're going to see that when they see our faith. Yes, they have to hear the gospel, but they have to see our faith as we trust and as we walk in the gospel. Now, here's, here's the next great part. Now, follow with me. See this. We have faith, the key is faith. But be sure our faith has to be in something. Yes, the key is faith, and that's what we've said here. The key is faith. But listen, our, our faith has to be in something. We believe, we trust in something, and that something, now follow with me, has to be worthy of our faith. Now I'm taking you through the true progression here. Yes, the key is faith, but our faith has to be in something and the object of our faith has to be worthy of our faith. If my faith is in that I would never have any trouble, let me just tell you, it's already blown up. If, if my faith is that the shelves would always be full when I go to the grocery store, let me just tell you, my faith's already blown up. If, if my faith is that I could say some magic words or some magic prayer and I could speak and I could claim some certain things and these events, these situations would all be gone. If my faith is in that, let me tell you, it's already blown up. If my faith is that the government would have a perfect response and nobody could criticize anybody, the medical field would have the perfect response. If my faith is in that, listen to me, it is already blown up. Friends, we have faith The key is faith, but listen to me today. It is not a blind faith. Understand that. It is not a trumped up faith. It is not an uninformed, it is not an ignorant, not a stupid faith. Listen to me. As believers in Jesus Christ, as God's people, it is a sure faith. Sometimes we live in a world where we think, well, you know what, there's there's the smart side and then there's just ignorant faith. There's the logical side. And oh, let's embrace the logic. But you know what? It's, it's ignorant to have faith. I want you to understand we have faith and it is an informed faith. Let's go back to the verse. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. It says, I would see. That that word means realize. It means know. It means find. I, I would have despaired had I not known that I would realize, that I would know, that I would find, the Bible says, the goodness of the Lord. Now sit up where you're at right now. Sit up and change your countenance where you're at right now and smile. Put a smile on your face right now. Understand, follow with me, to be real, follow with me, we have faith in something. And and what we put our faith in has to be worthy of our faith. And so be clear today, our faith as God's people, our faith as followers of Christ today is sure, our faith is steady, our faith is settled, listen to me, because it is in God. Understand that today. Our faith is certain today. Our faith is sure today because it is in God. Now here's why this is an awesome message. Here's why this is great. a great verse. The point here is not to talk about faith. People say, well, let's talk about faith and the absence of faith and having more faith and what would happen if we found faith. The point here is not to talk about faith, but notice here, the point is to talk about God. His faith is in God. Our faith is sure, it is settled, it is certain when it is in God. Now, there's, there's two revelations here in this verse, two Two things revealed to us in this verse. Here's what his faith is in. It says, the goodness of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord. Now listen with me, follow with me here. Goodness translates the collective mass of good pieces. The collective mass of good pieces. Now I want you to see this picture here. It is not this one thing, the goodness, it's not this one thing, but it is a giant ball of numerous things, the the collective mass of good pieces. Now, that's that's what the word translates. And so understand, the goodness of God is not this one thing, it's not a piece of a thing, it is the collective mass of all of these things. Look, Look at this, God is kind. God is so kind. He is gracious. He is merciful. He is powerful. He has power. He's not limited. He is is powerful. He is in the biggest of things. He's also in the smallest of things. Our God is loving. That's that's what we know of him. He is loving. Our, Our God knows about us. Our God cares about us. In Christ, our God saves us. And I could go on and on talking about this. Our God, He is our deliverer. He is our Savior. He is our protector. He is our sustainer. He is our creator. Our God is holy. He's not like us, He is above us. His thoughts aren't our thoughts. He is just. He does the right thing in every situation. He is the righteous judge. He is righteous. He's going to always do the right thing. He is is wise. He has all wisdom. And all of those pieces of the goodness of God, they are part of the collective mass of his goodness. Now understand this. Each of those things is infinite. He is infinitely wise. That means it doesn't have a limit. He is infinitely kind, there's not going to be a limit to his kindness. He is infinitely gracious. He is infinitely just. He is is immeasurably, infinitely all of those things. And so understand when you put those things together and they are infinite together, he is infinite in his Goodness, Listen, his trust is in God and the infinite pieces of the goodness of God, when they come together in the mass of his goodness, it is also infinite. Our God's goodness is infinite. Now that's not even the best part. That's awesome, that's tremendous, but that's not even the best part. It says that he would see, realize, find the goodness, here's the best part, of the Lord. I would have despaired unless I believed that I would see, that I would realize, that I would find the goodness, the sum of all the great infinite pieces, the goodness of the Lord. He says the goodness of the Lord. The word here is the Hebrew word Yahweh. Now, I, 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 I'm going to try to explain this. I'm going to try to make this understandable. I'm not sure that I, can, that I can get that done. I'm not sure that I possess the ability for us to see all that's tied into this name. Uh, th- this is the Hebrew word Yahweh. It is the proper name of God. It, it is Jehovah. It is the Lord. It translates uh, it literally translates, I am. Uh, you remember the Exodus account when, when Moses says, who shall I say sent me? He, he receives God's instructions and he's going to go do those. And he says, well, who should I say that has sent me? And God says, I am. When asked who, what his name is, he says, I am. Now, that, that is a crazy A deep word. That is a crazy deep meaning and really if you look at it in detail, which which we can't get done in our allotted time, it is a mind-blowing thing when God says, tell them, I am has sent you. People have tried to translate this and our translators take that Hebrew word and they try to make the best sense of it as they can. Here are some of the translations for I am, Yahweh, I am. Another one. I am who I am. Uh, It is a continual sense. I am who I am, and I am, and I am. Uh, Here's another translation. I shall be the one who will be it. That's that's one of the translations of of this of this name. I shall be the one. I am being the one. I shall be the one who will be it. Another translation says, "I am He." who is, I am. And so he asked, what is your name? And he says, my name is, I am. And it really holds all of these meanings together. It is a great expression of who God is. It it is a great revelation of who God is. It means, and again, we're not gonna get as deep as we could. It means that he is present, I am. It means that he is present now. But it also means that he is eternal. He has no beginning. He has no ending. He is before all things. And he is after all things. And so see, see just the depth of that. I am now, but I'm also at all times. I'm, I'm to affinity this way and I'm to affinity this way. I have no beginning. I have no end. And so when he says I am, I am now. I am present, but I'm also eternally both ways. How, how awesome is that? It means I am self-existent, I am. I am self-existent means he's not created. He doesn't have a creator. There's not some thing or some process or some higher God that created him, he is it, I am. He in fact, in that is our creator. It means he is self-reliant. He depends on no one. He doesn't need anything, he's self-reliant. He's self-sufficient, very closely related. He, he needs nothing from any person or anything else. He is self-sufficient in himself. And also means he is self-directed. He is sovereign. No one's, no one's telling him what to do. There's no one behind the curtain pulling the strings. He is sovereign. He is the ruler. And all of those things, and, and the depth of all of those things, are in this name. It is unexplicable the depth of this name. It is immeasurable the depth of his name. And how crazy that David says. His faith is, the reason he did not despair is that his faith is in God. And that's what he says. The reason he doesn't despair is my faith is in God. Folks, if if you do not hear anything else from this message, if you do not hear anything else today, I want you to hear this. And some of you in in the situation that we're in this week, I believe God intended you to hear this. And if you don't hear anything else, I want you to hear this. Our faith today, the reason it stands, the reason it is certain, the reason that we can anchor ourselves to it is that it is not in a situation or the absence of a situation. It is not that it is in a feeling or the absence of a feeling. It's not that it's in a virus, or for sure the absence of a virus. It is that the one eternal creator, protector, sustainer, Lord God, Jehovah, Yahweh, the fullest expression of that is Jesus Christ. It is that our faith is sure in Jesus, in Jesus. It does not move because it's anchored in Jesus. The Lord is the anchor of our faith. My faith has found a resting place, not in device or creed. I trust the ever-living one. His wounds for me shall plead. I need no other argument. I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. I need no other argument. I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. Listen to me today. Our faith is in Jesus. And because it is, it is a certain faith. Because it is, it is a sure faith. Our faith is in Jesus. Praise the Lord, it is in Jesus. I want you to notice One last thing of that verse and sometimes we might pass too quickly over it but I want you to notice the end of that verse says in the land of the living. That's important. In the land of the living. Let me read the verse again. I would have despaired. I would have fallen down. I would have fainted. I would have despaired unless I had believed faith that I would see that I would find The goodness, the multitude of the goodness of the Lord God in the land of the living. I would have despaired unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Let me me just explain this. Sometimes we say, and if, if we don't say it, at least maybe sometimes we think it, that our hope as followers of Jesus Christ, that it's alone in heaven. We think, you know what? This is sure hard, and I can't explain this, and my, my hope's going to be in heaven. And we think, you know what, my hope and my peace is going to be fully realized when I make it there, my life is done. And you know what, there's going to be peace alone when I get to heaven. Now listen, those things are true, but I want you to understand today, and I want you to be certain of this today. Listen to me. God reigns right now. God rules right now. And and David says what we ought to to embrace today, we can see his goodness now. We can see his kindness now. And yes, it's gonna be awesome when we get to heaven, but we can count on the fact that in these days in the land of the living, we can count on the fact our God is good. I want you to understand, and I don't know if I can shout this enough. I don't know if I can can make you understand this enough. Listen, today, there is hope now in Jesus Christ. There is peace now in Jesus Christ. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven. We don't have to wait till we get past the grave. There is joy in Jesus Christ right now. In the land of the living, we do not have to wait. There's peace now. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Point of the message is this. In the midst of fear, now it's just simple, I'm just going to make it plain. Here's the, here's the point of the message. In the midst of fear, turn to Jesus. In the midst of fear, turn to Jesus. If you're a believer and you've trusted in Jesus Christ and you know your security rests in him, you know your peace is settled in him, listen, the hope of these days is that you'd turn to Jesus, that you'd cast your eyes to Jesus, that you wouldn't fill your head with all the the doubt and the crazy, the voices of this world, and that you would turn to Jesus. Listen to me, believer. We have hope today. We have peace today. It's today. It's in the land of the living the, the hope of believers is realized today in Jesus. Turn to Jesus. And I want to tell you, if you're here today and you've never, you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you're hearing this message today and you've never trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let me just tell you this. You'll not find peace outside of Jesus. This, this virus may lift. We may go back to normal. Things may lift. It may be a good run for a while. But listen, you will not find peace outside of a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen, your hope is the same as mine. Turn to Jesus. Trust in Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today, and I'm thankful for the truth of your word. And I'm thankful that it makes it very plain. Fear is a real thing. It's it's not some trumped up thing. It's a real thing. It's our natural instinct. And I'm thankful for the hope that we have that though fear is real, we do not have to walk in fear. I'm thankful for the hope that we have that the world can't produce, that the world can't manufacture, the hope that's in Jesus Christ, the Lord our God, and His infinite goodness. Lord, I'm thankful for that hope. Lord, I pray that believers, that we would turn our eyes, and increasingly so in these days. And Lord, may that be the fruit of these days as it goes another week and another week. May we turn our eyes as believers. May we fix our eyes upon Jesus. And my prayers that the world would see it, the lost world would see it, and they would say, you know what? It's, it's tough for them, but they're not scurrying about. It's tough for them. Yes, it's tough, but they're not despairing. And that they would see the gospel that we profess lived out. Lord, help us turn to Jesus. And Lord, I pray for some that are here today that do not know you. And I pray as their hearts are, are condemned and guilty in their sin, as they're tired of running a race that's going nowhere, as they're consumed in fear. Lord, I know that your grace is available for them right now. And I pray that in the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that today might be the day of their salvation. And I pray that many would turn to Jesus in the hearing of this gospel. Lord, we we give this to you. We trust it to you. We ask that you move and that you work. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.